Informative. Educational. Objective. Inclusive. Comprehensive. This is Progress Report. Updates and conversations from the Government Information Service. And welcome to another episode of Progress Report. My name is Ivan Connor, my lovely co-host Gleniva Hodge, and we have with us back for the very first time. I always <laughs> wanted to say that. <laughs> um, our Minister of Infrastructure and Tourism, the Honorable Hayden Hughes, it's a pleasure to have you back. We've only had other one other repeat guest on the show. That was the Honorable Premier. Right. But there's so much going on. So much has happened. So much is moving. Um, yeah, we're going to get into some stuff today. I, I, I don't know where to start. Where should we start, Leniva? We, we just start. That's, that's what we do. Yeah, okay, we just, we start. just start. And so we start by acknowledging that we, we have been missing for a little bit, mm-hmm. but we are back to work. Back to work. Back to work. That's, that's, that's something I don't know if you want to touch on it right away. That's the, that's the buzz phrase. That's, that's what's permeating the streets and the radio waves right now. Let's get back to work. Your yeah. thoughts on that quickly, nothing too deep, just what does that mean for you? I, I thought it was fitting, um, following the resignations of um, the Honorable Kyle Hodge and the Honorable Deanne Kentish Rogers, mm-hmm. I lost all motivation. I told you that. Yeah. Me, myself, I was ready to quit. Uh, because I'm, I, I'm someone who's always motivated to get things done. Right. And it really sucked all the life and motivation and zeal out of me. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, not because of the resignations, but because of the relationship I had fostered with them. Yeah. And and I would always tell people on the street, I, this is the best situation I've ever been in um, because I've worked in an administration before mm-hmm. um, led by Hubert Hughes, which was very adversarial mm-hmm. behind closed doors, very adversarial. I mean, noise, shouting, bad words, almost fisticuffs and sometimes. Yeah. I've grown up in... He would use his house. Uh-huh. Everybody knows that he was a supporter of Robert Louis and Brasher. <laughs> Everyone knows that he was the last person in Anguilla's history to run, run as a candidate of Brasher's Labour Party uh-huh. um, just before the revolution. And right after the revolution, he managed to win a seat. <laughs> he never uh-huh. ran away from the fact that he supported Brasher. So I grew up in that environment. Um, he was a person who moved a motion of no confidence in 1977 against the father of the nation. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw that first hand, you know, um, I saw a lot of um, issues. He was fired from a government. He resigned from a government. Mm-hmm. He was fired from Sir Emil Combs's government. And he resigned from Ronald Webster's government. And mm-hmm. subsequently, after he resigned, he lost his seat to Mr. Maurice Connor. Mm-hmm. All right? And um, then came back to Parliament as a member of the opposition in 1984 <coughs> and served as a leader of opposition until 1994 and then became... Uh, chief Minister on the coalition government with the Angola Democratic Party led by Victor Banks in 1994. Uh-huh. And uh, again, the coalition came together uh-huh. under duress in 1999. And two months after coming to office in May of 1999, Mr. Banks resigned from the coalition. And uh, Mr. Beard was pressured to resign from the coalition, uh-huh. uh, did not resign. But uh, because um, 
uh, illegal lack of quorum was called from outside of Parliament. Parliament did not sit, and Hubert Hughes would resign and call for fresh elections and last elections in 2000, change the trajectory of Angola. So I think that I have um, spent all of my life, and I always say that even though I may be 50 years old, I spent more than 50 years in politics because yeah. I've seen it and I've heard it all. You, you, you touched a number of things there. Mm-hmm. Is there any truth to him going down to Cap Julek at one point in his boxers? That's a fact. In 19... I always appreciate when Mr. Hughes is on because we always get a history lesson. A history lesson. <laughs> <laughs> so Give us that one quickly. <laughs> following Hurricane Omo, uh-huh. 1995, and Cap Julek was doing which we rebuilding, and they had brought in a, a contractor foreign contractor because that time we had these bonded contracts you need to bring in mm-hmm. a foreign contractor so they wanted to bring in a number of foreign workers as well to rebuild Capture Luca and the local guys were being sidelined and daddy he was sitting on the porch eating his breakfast of fruits one morning all in the morning and some of the workers came up and they started speaking to him about what was going on mm-hmm. he dropped his um, his his breakfast mm-hmm. came down jumped in his car with his slippers and his boxer as the chief minister of Did Angola. he have on a shirt? No. <laughs> That's what I want to get no, to. He did not have a shirt. That's what I want to get to. And he went down to capture Luca and uh, this is history. <laughs> so I've seen I've seen him in action as his son uh-huh. and I'm seeing him in action as the chief minister of Angola when uh-huh. I was part of his administration as parliamentary secretary. So I know the measure of the man. And, uh, yeah. So when I hear people talking about him I sometimes get the impression, and they talk about him in one term and me in another term, I mm-hmm. get the impression that they know him better than I do. <laughs> they know him better than me. I up, know. Until, up until eight days before he died, mm-hmm. we would speak every day. You yeah. know, I would bunk things off of him. I would tell him, yeah. tell him what I was going through, and um, he would advise me. Yeah, I remember that we've had a couple of conversations yes, yeah. about it, and you yeah, told so. me, you know, you're just getting what you can get in time because, yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. So, so I don't want to keep it too somber. Yes. I, I, there are some things that I want to touch on today. Thanks for that, though, because that that kind of leads to where we're going. Um, in in doing what you have to, mm-hmm. doing what you must, mm-hmm. we see a lot of that happening now. We've seen a lot of sacrifices made. We've seen a lot of commitments made. We've seen. Angola taking on uh, a trajectory that I, I, I don't think, and I'm not touting the administration's hand or any that has passed, but what we're seeing now is what, what a lot of people have been expecting for years, especially in our national assets, new roads, um, new port facilities, and these type of things. You and I walked the Blowing Point ferry terminal recently, but I don't think people really like understand how big this facility is unless you look at it from the seaside going out and then it's like the work is progressing extremely fast like they're tiling and painting uh where are we with that where are what are, are the assets already coming in on island like the windows and yeah, the doors long long lead items already on island months okay. ago so they're just fitting right now and um they're on time okay as a matter of fact they're ahead of time one of the things that I, I, I realized when I was moving around there is that there's no taxi stand. So I've asked um, the gentleemen in my ministry to come up with a design for a taxi stand, something that's nice so that okay. taxi drivers will have somewhere that they can shelter, somewhere where they can perhaps congregate, somewhere where they can, you know, um, 
the outside of the elements that okay. protects them from the rain, protects them from the wind, and give them the type of visual impact um, and also the ability to see what is going on at the port so that they'll know when the dispatcher is ready for the next one in line. So there's, you know, so this is something that I've asked him to do. So yeah, he has the elephant well. in the room. <laughs> funding for that? Funding for that, well, funding for that is not theirs yet. Uh -huh. um, obviously, the first phase is to design, and once the designs are completed, then I will um, appeal to the Ministry of Finance for the funding for that. And um, if there needs to be a supplementary, then a supplement will have to happen. Okay, but so it's something that I think is... is, is I'm going to let my co-host jump in here right now, <laughs> but I want to I want to point out something. So you're saying that infrastructure has a budget, mm -hmm. and if infrastructure needs more money, they have to go to finance. Right. So infrastructure just ain't spending money willy-nilly. No, no. As a matter of fact, let me go back a little bit. Um, the airport road. Uh -huh. So the airport road, as you know, the airport road has already been used. Uh -huh. And just the other day, I mean, literally just last week before, we went to the house to approve a supplementary for the financing of the airport road, just under $300,000. Okay. So even though the road is complete in driving, um, the taxpayers um, is funding, putting a significant amount of funds into the airport road. Now, uh -huh. you've heard persons writing on Facebook saying, thank you, United Kingdom, for that road. Mm -hmm. You know, none of the money came from the government of Anguilla. They come, it does not come from the government of Anguilla, but it comes from the people of Anguilla. Mm -hmm. Because the people of Anguilla ultimately pays the cost, and they are the ones who has foot the bill for the airport road. Okay. So just, just so, we're, just so we're, we are on the same page... The approach for the funding was made not last week. It was no. made prior. It was made prior. Okay, so um, whatever, some things had to come in place and then right. these things. Mm -hmm. Okay, All yeah. right, I understand. The, the, the reality is that the funding should be in place beforehand. Uh -huh. But there was an emergency, okay. in my opinion. The airport road should have been done decades ago. Right. You know, in, to my mind, you have a new um, Valley Main Road yeah. and you have an area where people leave and, and arrive. Um, we have done a significant amount of work to resurface the airport, to get the airport to a level where mm -hmm. international, commercial international flights can come in. And then you come in, then you have this really, really bad road to drive on. It was not a good first impression as well. And as you know, um, we have done a lot of remedial work at the airport because yeah. on my first mm -hmm. tour of the airport, I realized that we were using tents, mm -hmm. shaker tents, Really old premise school. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Premise school chairs. You saw your name in one of them. I right saw now. my name and <laughs> scratch on one of them. But well, what were you doing in premise school? Like, you no, no, I didn't scratch. That one was a high school chair. <laughs> the one that I scratched my name. You know, I, I wasn't. I wasn't the most well-behaved child. In you weren't. School. I would have <laughs> never got <laughs> that. If you, if you, if you had an accent on my high school mates, uh, um, he didn't use be a member of parliament in the future. 100% of them would say never. Mm. Right? Well, they had you to be arrested. All right. <laughs> I, was, I was mischievous. I was really, really mischievous. I'm so proud of my children because none of them have followed my steps in school. Oh, I, I, I can't very, say that. My son of a chatterbox. I, I was someone who read everything. Uh -huh. You know, I would skip classes and go across to the library. All I read at the time, not this new modern library, mm. and I read everything in there. Every day I would spend 25 cents and buy a Chronicle. There was a newspaper called a Chronicle. I read that newspaper. So I had a real great grasp of everything, mm -hmm. but not in the classroom. Mm -hmm. I never sat in classroom. So my first year in Fifth Farm, I failed every subject. Mm -hmm. Went to the exam room, wrote my name, and walked out and went, Lyman. What kind of tyrant were you <laughs> so this, this He said you went Lyman. <laughs> so this, this, this is why I always believe in redemption, mm -hmm. that anybody 
can redeem themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. Because um, during that summer, I worked at Capsulucan Construction. And it was so hard. You said it was a labor. Again. I had to go every, do everything for the masons and so forth. I was like, I can't do this all my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to go back to school for the next chance. And went back to school. Back then it was different. Uh, it was very different because I came into school before the comprehensive system. And mm. it was very different. I repeated out farm. You know, you don't repeat farms nowadays. Yeah, my my teacher thought I was too immature to move up. I went to high school when I was 10 years old, right? Oh, yeah. So um, kept me back in third farm. So now you're going to keep me back in sixth, fifth farm. But the principal at the time, no, my geography teacher at the time, my previous brother, who was my geography teacher the year before, uh -huh. said there was no, t no space. So I said, no problem. I got my newspaper as usual, threw it on the floor and said, yeah, now there's space. Sat on the floor. So you've been, you've been this <laughs> all your life. Sat, sat on the floor, and um, they provided me a chair, and I got an opportunity to go get a second year in in uh, in fifth farm. Two weeks into class, board with class, start cutting classes again. But when exam time came around, okay. this time I did more than just put my name, and I was able to get all the subjects that I said. Okay. But my parents made me pay for my subjects myself because they had wasted their money. The first time around, so I had to walk in, pay for my subjects myself, all of them. I like that. Yeah. I was, and my I was, uniforms. I <laughs> thank you, the honorable. So I had, to, I, I had to fish, I had to go for construction, I had to do all the arts and ends, and I had to um, raise the money for me to buy my own clothes, my own shoes, uniforms, and pay for my subjects. Hmm. But I'm, sure, I'm, I'm certain you appreciated the experience yeah, a whole I, lot not more. Then, not then. But, but no. no, no. <laughs> after, I was, after I was adult, you started to um, appreciate the lessons mm. that your parents um, put place upon you. And, and I always say this, you know, a lot of people look at your life, but they don't look at the journey. Mm. You know, and um, when we were 13 years old, we got electricity at our house, you know. And mm. Every now and then I put up little pictures of me during my youth to show yeah. the state we, we, we were, you know. <laughs> so, but um, it has been a journey. Mm -hmm. And my, my, my view is that politics is a temporary thing. I am always ready for the end. Mm -hmm. Not only in politics, but in life. Mm -hmm. I'm always ready for the end. And that is why when people make sudden threats, I, I have no fear. You know this. Mm -hmm. I have no fear. Because I'm always ready for the end. I, I lost a brother suddenly on December the 14th, the 17th, 2014. He was just, he had just turned 40. Just like a light switch off. Yeah. All right? And if you can look at the lives of us, the three brothers, we work hard in our private life. So I would say, if you can work hard in your private life and you have the resources of government at your disposal in public life, what can you do? Mm. What can you do? Mm. So for me, um, Politics is a means in the end for the people. I have three children, and I want my children, when they finish school, whether it's high school or college or whatever direction they go, they want to make Anguilla their home. And that is the ambition that I have for everybody's children, mm -hmm. that whenever they finish, they say, hey, this is where I want to live. And the only way you can do that is being in the position that I'm in right now to create the opportunities that years from now they will want to um, walk into because I am not someone to just be elected and be there. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember a veteran politician, I've told you this story before, mm -hmm. said to me in 2010, came to my office and he said, Hayden, the secret to remain in office is what? Do, do, do as little as possible and say as little as possible because nobody um, 
Well, we know that he ain't your lot. So let's get to some of the things so that you have done. Uh-huh. So we touched on the Blum Point um, port. We know that there's some additional bits. But when can we anticipate you starting to utilize December. that December. It should be finished by November, but utilize full um, utilization of that building December for sure. You know, okay. persons, you know, we travel to St. Martin or wherever we go, we'll be utilizing that building. And it's going to have um, some of the most modern amenities. Because in the past, you go there, and a lot of tourists travel with real cash. Mm-hmm. I travel with real cash. You can't even use your credit card. All of, those, all of that will be in there. You know, you'll be able to buy sundries. You'll be able to, you know, do a little shopping at the port if you have the time. Because, you know, it's not yeah. the airport. You have a lot of lead time. But it'll be a facility that'll be there for the next 50 years easily. Okay. You touch the okay. airport. If I may, before we get into some other things. Be- right. Before we before we go on, I want uh-huh. one to more go thing. one more thing about the Blum Point. Uh-huh. I saw, I think, when you guys did a walkthrough uh-huh. some time back, someone asked the question, about wheelchair accessibility. Yes, yes, and it's, it's one of those things that I think we don't necessarily put enough emphasis well, on. We, we have so, that there. Uh, one of the things that when we were doing the designs of, of the building, because a lot of people don't want, would not know, the designs of the building was done when we were in office. When mm-hmm. we were going through those designs, um, one of the key things for me um, was wheelchair access because um, Pantaflet, my good friend Fritz, we call him Fritz Olsen, he just recently died but he was always about wheelchair accessibility. So I was like, you know what? He grew up in Anguilla. Even though he's in a wheelchair, he comes back and forth. Once the pandemic is over, he's going to come to Anguilla. And if he doesn't have wheelchair access, he's going to be up my backside. Mm. So let us ensure that we have that in there. So both on departure and arrival, there's wheelchair yeah. access and exit. Yeah. And also, um, one of the things that the Premier was keen about, and I said this before, was the whole um, ability to be able to treat someone if they're sick and have the ambulance come and take them if they're mm-hmm. sick and so forth. They have a testing facility in there as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the VIP room. Yes. Nice. In the VIP. Nice. <laughs> and, and so while we're on, and I'm going to let you switch, but while we're on wheelchair accessibility, is this something that, I guess, through your ministry, mm-hmm. the Ministry of Infrastructure, that you're looking at making it a policy if it isn't mm-hmm. already that any new builds for public spaces, so mm-hmm. whether it is a private business mm-hmm. or a government um, mm-hmm. building, but once it's public facing, right. um, that it must have accessibility. That, that, that is being done through the policy development in the Ministry of um, Home Affairs, okay. the Ministry of Home Affairs, but for public buildings for sure. All public buildings will have release checks. As a matter of fact, right now, we're going to embark, embark on further refurbishing of the Clayton J. Lloyd International Terminal. Mm-hmm. So that terminal, even though it's old, even though it's outdated, even though we know it has the issues, and even though we know that we're going to be building a new terminal, um, maybe in the first quarter, starting in the first quarter of 2023, mm. um, right now... We got Sounds like an exclusive... I didn't hear that before. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Now you, know, now you know. We're going to embark on a building of a new terminal, 100%. Um, it's going to happen. you know. And um, But the old terminal, there's going to be a lot of remedial work. You'll see a lot of activity going on there over the next few months into, mm-hmm. into probably into next year. That's okay. how much work we'll be doing on the old terminal because the new terminal is going to take a couple of years to complete. Right, but so we still, we still have to use it. numbers yeah. going up, we still yeah. have to use it. Yeah, like. right. So um, now that we're touching this, current terminal and and those access issues um just quickly 
how are we doing with our tourism numbers? I'll tell you the truth. The truth. I don't look at the numbers. The okay. numbers. I don't look at the numbers. I look at um, opportunities. I look at the revenue uh -huh. because uh, uh, all. Um, general manager of mine many, many years ago said, you don't take numbers at the bank, you take cash. He has a point. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, you know, it's important to know that your tourism numbers are growing. Mm -hmm. But what is important is what the, the because tourism is an economic tool. Mm -hmm. It's an economic tool. The reason why we embark on tourism for Anguilla is to create economic opportunities for Anguilla. Mm -hmm. So whenever we have a, a financial outtake, whenever I speak to the hoteliers, whenever mm -hmm. I speak to the restaurant owners and so forth, I always ask a question. What is the numbers looking like as it right. relates to money? Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, the hoteliers over this last year, um, they did extremely well. Um, some of the hotels had a record-breaking service charge. A record-breaking mm -hmm. service charge comes from cash. Mm -hmm. Doesn't doesn't necessarily come from numbers of persons, yeah. right? Um, I know a number of properties have the highest and, room rates ever. Yeah, and, and and not only that, the restaurants you can speak to, Lowell Hodge, as mm -hmm. is you can't get in. They try to get in, they couldn't get in. So let me let's, talk, let's not talk about it because I don't no, get in. No, no, let's talk about <laughs> it. Right. Let's talk about it. Right? Like this was mind blowing for me, mm -hmm. and it speaks to our tourism product in Angola and where we are at. Mm -hmm. You realize the people on TripAdvisor, like when he started, there was like, no, you got to understand, to get to the restroom, you pass through his living room. That's mm -hmm. what people are saying. Yeah. And they say, like, I absolutely love, I feel like I'm family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember um, there was an ad, not because I did it, like, well, I can't, let I me mean, not go there because then it seemed, but that was because I didn't, because it spoke to being family when you made your first trip to Angola, yeah. you come unknown, you leave as a friend when you come mm -hmm. back, you're family. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where, we, where we're at. But I'm seeing a lot of expansion, a lot of opportunity, like you're saying, in the tourism sector right now. We just had the Mill House open. Yes, we just um, had the Mill House, Kendisha Hall, and, and Tyreek Hall, Prentice. Um, yeah, so, so, they, so yeah. This, 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 this drive for entrepreneurial activity yes. and, and the like. Let me ask you a question now, because I know a couple young men who want to purchase vehicles and get into the transfer thing as well. I don't know where that falls with the Taxi Association, but I see a lot of that stuff happening mm -hmm. and wanting to happen, especially in the next season, because our guest profile has, has changed. changed. Yes, has changed. Our guest the, the profile typical, has the changed. The typical taxi of the whole is becoming obsolete, just as in the United States, taxis have become almost obsolete. In a few years, Lyft and Uber is going to totally decimate the taxi industry you know, uh -huh. as we know it in the United States in Angola, uh -huh. the, the profile has changed so it goes back when I was saying about numbers and revenue, right? So you see the restaurants doing extremely well uh -huh. I speak to the restaurants doing extremely well but not only that, the hotels are doing well and one of the things that I, I look for when, I, when the financial outtake it comes out is looking at a, the levy, that what we used to call the interim civilization levy because people's salaries have not Escalated. Mm -hmm. We can't say yeah. that people's salary has, has escalated. Uh -huh. Public servants have not seen a, 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 a salary increase since 2008. Yet. It's 14. I'm saying I'm trying to plug right. something. Yet. Since 18. Because oh, everybody is asking for salary increases. Yeah. Exclusive. <laughs> so, so we have not seen any um, increase per se in people's salaries. Uh -huh. But we have seen a significant increase in the amount of it's the, um, the levy coming into the Treasury. Uh -huh. Which means, therefore, that there are more people employed. Mm -hmm. okay. Right, so more people are employed. Yeah, you know, some may be on short-term employment contracts, mm -hmm. but um, for the most part, more people are employed. So that is important. And one of the things that I set out for as a goal 
is to have the hotel, the hospitality season open year-round. So you won't have any closures. Uh, a couple of the hotels have expressed interest in that. Um, Anybody staying open this year? I yeah, think Aurora, Aurora, for the most part, is going to be staying, remaining open. But I want all of them to remain open. That won't happen this year. Uh -huh. But I, 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 even though it's not going to happen this year, the downtime in terms of the closure time has, has changed. changed. Yeah. So it's not going to be two months. Uh, I think it's going to be, in some instances, a month. In yeah. some instances, three weeks. So we're well, getting to the goal. Yeah, I've, I've with, heard that, um, and I don't want to yeah. misquote. I don't want to call no names. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, but, but I heard some, some opening, like, first week in October. Yes. Huh? Some just closing, literally, for three weeks in September. Yeah. But I know some October bonds who would be very happy to hear this. Because uh -huh, don't they, they bring Anova into this. Every but, time I hear see, October. it's not Anova, because I have my daughter who's, oh, who's just, good. you know, right after. I, but it's my, always difficult when you want to celebrate outside. I Yes. Oh, <laughs> All of October. Yes, my sir. daughter, you know, my daughter, she's born on, on, on the 5th of, of September. So by the time her birthday comes, everything is closed. And mm. she's had more bad weather on her birthday than anything else. She had a hurricane. Oh, my, she had. We're not calling that. We yeah, are definitely we not calling that. We always yeah. yeah. joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but there's a lot of great things on the horizon. And I am very happy. That Honorable Deanne Kendish Rogers is back. Um, uh -huh. A little change in her portfolio, in uh -huh. that she's now Minister of Innovation, you know, and based on her ideas, um, we can see a lot of that coming forward. I, I definitely know because we've had some conversations. But, yeah. Yeah. but that also leads me to, you know, we now have mm -hmm. the Honorable. Uh, Quintia Gums Marie, mm -hmm. she's moved away, and I know she mm -hmm. was your right hand. <laughs> how, how, are you, how are you coping without your right hand? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, <laughs> I can see, see the tears. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I almost threw. I love tourism. Uh -huh. You know, I love because of the relationships that I built when I worked in the tourism sector. Uh -huh. Those relationships both um, served me well when I was parliamentary secretary of tourism. Uh -huh. And now come back as minister of tourism, I have I was able to, you know, um, expand those relationships during the time that I was parliamentary uh -huh. secretary of tourism. That is why when we lost office in 2015, I passed everything on to Cardigan Connor, who was the parliamentary secretary, say, hey, you can run with these, you know. Uh -huh. but. I couldn't give him the relationships, but I could have given him the context right. and the initiatives that we were working on, which I did. It's unfortunate that he did not follow up on it. Because for me, it doesn't really matter who's in office. As long as, as, long as I'm going to move forward. So, but, so I, I'll, but, I'll say something here, and I use this phrase a lot. I don't know if I coined it. I just developed in a conversation. But people who know me would tell you that I believe relationship is the currency of business. Yeah, relationships. And, and those relationships, as you can see, we just did a wedding that had 600 million unique hits that was a Shawnee O'Neill yeah. wedding and Pastor mm -hmm. Keon Reed O'Neill. Yeah. That wedding couldn't happen in Angola without the relationships. So yeah. it's, you understand? So mm -hmm. in, 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 in the, the amount of celebrities that were here for that wedding, yeah. covered by People Magazine, Essence, and... and, and Everybody Arden. was Listen, there. you follow the Everybody. hashtags on Instagram, yeah. and you can see them. You know who was here, yeah. all the posts and yeah. everything you had. 600 million unique hits. And there's a lot of things happening. And this is all because <laughs> of relationships. Yeah. Um, um, Evelyn friend of mine, right? Oh, um, um, Lord. Right. Tracy, Tracy Morning. I've known Tracy Morning for 27 years. She was the wife of um, 
of uh, my land. Oh, so yeah. 27 years, I was the first person to take them off the property and say, hey, let me show you what Anguilla looks like. This is a decade ago, wow. you know? So, so You so, constantly remind people that you've been a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but no, I, I mean, these are relationships that has been fostered over a long period of time uh-huh. when I worked in the industry. And then when I became parliamentary secretary, it became even more important to be able to bring things to Anguilla. Okay. That, and, and, um, and then now again, you know, to use those relationships. So I love tourism, but I wanted to, through tourism in her lab because she's a hard worker and I like people who work hard, right? Yeah. And, um, and... You've you know, had your chance. You know, <laughs> I, I told her, you know, she, 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 she should have catch it, you know, when the ball is... <laughs> and, you're cricket, and you're playing cricket and you go to catch the ball and then it falls through, you drop the catch. Yeah. She dropped the ball. So she didn't clutch her hand faster than I said, give it that <laughs> Give it that. But she, she has... Exp- um, she's now the Minister of Sustainability. Sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um... In the environment, yes, and she was doing a lot of work before with that as well. Like, we have to get her back and talk about yes. it, right? Yes. And I'm going to tell you, because of the bridge, yeah, she's the bridge. We are very excited about um, where we're going to be going. No, I am excited because before this statement, I was leaving the Ministry of Finances. Mm-hmm. She had me a stack of people say, Oh, I forgot to tell you, I got X amount, mm-hmm. like there's a grand that's done coming over, like there's there's things ready to move. Like she just straight on me. I'm like, why are you gonna do all these papers? Eh? I, I don't want to speak to Kentish, Mrs. Kentish Rogers's um, portfolio, but one of the things that she is keen on in terms of something tangible that you could really feel is the development of a new cultural center, and oh. um, and I am excited about that too because my brother Brian, he was the one who did pro bono the plaster yeah, of the cultural center just work, before, yeah. just a couple of months before he died. You know, yeah. so it's like, yeah, you know, the whole cultural center will be demolished and what have you. But she has a vision for really bringing forward a number of these projects. And I'm, no, I'm, 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 I'm excited about that stuff because yeah. I've been privy to those conversations. Yeah. But, and we, have, we have a preliminary stuff right now, uh, so now. Um, Hopefully, we'll be able to come up with some real designs that we can take to the public and have people win and see how we can reconfigure it. Okay. So, I think at some point, you got to get on to talk about No, 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 that's, that's coming. Yes, yes, this is that's... progress report. Come on, it's some basic <laughs> yeah. conversations from the government but, information service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, know, you know, it's important. I saw you had um, Fumiki on, mm-hmm. and that was a very important topic. Yes. It's a topic that... Um, serve us well even now yeah, I, so always talk about, I always talk about mental health right and people say oh you why are you doing that making you crazy because like every September came around after Hurricane mm-hmm. Omar and I would start to get anxiety right uh-huh. mm-hmm. so um, it's uh, looking at Elvin Weathers updates all yeah. the time yes. and you know worried about things and now September's coming around now Elvin is thinking about hurricane shutters and all that sort of thing yeah. so every one of us have so- certain um, challenges mentally right mm-hmm. every one of us mm-hmm. and um, but whenever we admit it it's see, people try to say, oh, you're crazy and what yeah. have you and what have you. You want to speak to someone. People, you know, mm-hmm. make it look as if you're something is wrong. But I don't care who you are. You have something that bothers you. And then when you're in politics in a small island, everybody can reach you and touch you. Mm-hmm. And then with uh, social media, Facebook and so forth, um, the type of vitriol and, and yeah. you know, so you have to find mm-hmm. ways to... Um, to filter it out, and you know mm-hmm. that I don't listen to radio. Yeah, you know I don't listen to radio talk shows at all. I, even though I had a radio talk show, I still didn't listen to radio talk shows back then. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you imagine yeah. now. You said that yeah. for a while. I've, told, I've yeah. told you. I've always said that. You know because um, there's so much misinformation and so much 
hatred and vitriol that is said in those radio talk shows. And people may say, oh, but who's talking when he's in the house? But in the house, I may talk about the issues, but I might crack a little joke, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the Honorable Leader of the Opposition the other day um, took my joke as a joke uh-huh. about, you know, going and taking off your hair and what yeah. have you. Took it as a joke. And the next day, it comes back as a political issue, you know? So uh, those are the type of things that, you know, I'm not going to knock her for because she got to use whatever tool oh. she has. So, Mr. Tool. Hughes, we don't touch a black woman's hair. <laughs> <laughs> really, now you know. I love black women. <laughs> so, wait. Um, something I want to get to. And I think I... Think I, I but if, not... if, if she or uh, anybody is offended by that, I am deeply... I don't know where the camera is. I'm deeply sorry. It wasn't made with any malice or any um, disrespect at all. Okay. okay. Appreciate that. Yes. So we talk. We talking about social media. We talking about radio. Mm-hmm. We talking about all these things. Mm-hmm. I got in a little bit of hot water, mm-hmm. pun intended. Oh boy, and even though I'm with the girl here, <laughs> because for Ivan, you reason, want me to get into hot water. I know you're not gonna get into hot water. <laughs> Disclaimer: There's something I have to touch. Listen, mm-hmm. I I I need to ask, mm-hmm. in all honesty, what's going on with water? So water has been a consistent issue for decades. She watches. She for decades, so all right. Um, as you know, prior to 1994, we had sandpipes throughout the island. Sandpipes? Sandpipes. Sandpipes throughout the island. Water was virtually free to the people of England. Mm-hmm. They were mostly done through asbestos pipes. We were drinking water through asbestos pipes. Is that what made it taste so good? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> After that, when the coalition government of Hubert Hughes and and Victor Banks came to office, that changed. Okay. Right? And um, water changed. So, one so, of the so things we can't blame one another because they want to get because that's yeah, what we do. Right, right, right. Now, I'm not blaming, but it changed. The standpipes have taken up, decided to use water as a revenue generator and what have you, okay. create a water authority and all uh-huh. this legislation put in place. And then they, they um, we went about putting in a new network, water network, through PVC pipes. But one of the things that was done when the PVC pipes was laying is that they laid the pipes in the back was just no sand on it, mm-hmm. right? No, no proper bedding. Mm-hmm. So you had a number. She of called pin- it bedding. Yeah, bedding. I mean, you know exactly what it's called. It's sand, and both of you say bedding. You see, I'm the novice here. So bedding, a lot bedding. of pinholes, pinholes was done through the island, right? Uh-huh. And um, so, so let me stop right here because I was with the farmer. CEO of water mm-hmm. and a walkman one time and he showed me I still have the pictures I'm going to post them one of these days those pinholes that he talked mm-hmm. about and he explained that to me he said they didn't put any sand down when they yeah. laid the pipe so when the pipe shakes with the pressure of the water on the yeah. ground it's laying on a rock and it just gives those little slits Yes, mm-hmm. and, and that causes leakage so as more as, as you get more pressure the pipes explode. No, hold on so time, 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 time. let me slow this down because I really want I really want to understand this so you're trying to tell me, like, the more pressure you put in the pipes, mm-hmm. when you have those yeah. cracks in those... The, the, the water is, is gravity-fed in Anguilla, right? Uh-huh. So it's gravity-fed. But the more pressure you put on it, right? The more pressure you put on the pipes, the more explosions you're going to have, more leaks you're going to have, so major how, leaks. How, if it's gravity-fed, how do you get the pressure? Because the tanks. So it depends on the level that you're full yeah. in. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so you're saying it's probably in the best interest of water... I'm, I'm using at, my... at this point at this point not to have full pressure because if you have full pressure you're going to have more leaks you're going to have more downtime because what happens is that if the pipes explode and leaking you have to stop the water there to fix the pipes and then by the time you fix that pipe that, that area and you let the pressure go again they crack up there that leak too so you have a situation right now. I blame, I blame, I blame, um, I blame, um, is it better than whoever seeing pressure bus pipes? So, 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 so you have a situation, happening. especially on the western end of the island right uh-huh. now, 
where you see the, the guys from the Water Authority, the workmen, day and night, with a little listening device, uh-huh. checking leaks and so forth. That's my cousin. There's so many leaks on the western end of the island, especially right now. And um, that's so because the of the pressure? Because of yes. pressure and because of the network. The really, network. Well, I used to have okay. wait, so, wait, wait, wait. So wait, wait, I wanted I wanted Mr. Hughes to continue because I didn't want to cut him off. But I also want to issue this disclaimer because uh. Ivan hinted and alluded that I was answering and when I said bedding. And I think it's important to just be upfront. I am the vice chair on the water cooperation. Ooh. And so I am privy to a lot of this. However... For today's purposes, mm-hmm. I will allow the minister to speak, uh-huh. um, and if there's anything that I can input, because I'm not here in that capacity. Exactly. But, I, but I do think it's important that I put mm-hmm. that out there, that that is a position that I hold, and so I am privy to this information, but that is not the capacity in which I am here. Even if you would like to have... Yes, cooperation on. Then I can wear both hats simultaneously. We will do that because well, I think I think it's important <laughs> for you to bring the water authority on because one of the things that was handed to me by the outgoing CEO, Mr. Ali Anthony, when we first came to office, is our report on water, and it was dismal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've heard um, previously about twenty four seven water. Mm. That was a good thing to see. It was a good ambition to have, and I support the farmer minister in that ambition to have 24-7 water. We need to have 24-7 water. But until we can address the issues of the network, which have a significant investment of over $50 million in terms of addressing the network, then we will not realize the goal of having 24-7 water. Wait, and now, wait, so wait. Dr. Kachiaf again. I have actually, to get Actually, I want to I wanna input on this one. Okay. To have 24-7 water, and we were speaking, and it, it gets a little bit heavy because we were speaking about pressure and mm. all of this. That's where you want to get back to. What happens is mm-hmm. that when you have 24-7 water, it's the constant pressure on infrastructure that cannot support it. Yes, cannot support it. And so it. what ended up happening was the constant pressure for the weakened the infrastructure that was in place. But that's why I want to ask, because okay. we know that King got no bedding mm-hmm. under all these pipes. Mm-hmm. I've seen... The, 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 gentlemen, the, 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 the gentlemen who have been fixing the pipes, when they, they fix the, the pipes, out. they have been yes. bedding. Yes. Okay, but so they, they bedding on, 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 they bedding these pipes, bad pipes on good beds, right? So it's like putting old wine and new wine into old bottles. But the boy because, that, that is, that is right. exactly the, um, the analogy that was used when we were discussing the place. So, so that, 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 that is a reality because yes. what happened is that the Water Authority it does not have the financial strength mm-hmm. to even invest in piping and mm-hmm. fixing. So, but as a matter of fact, when we came to office, the Water Authority owed Anglican in excess of $11 million, mm-hmm. right? And so even as it relates to paying for the utility because one of the biggest expenses that the water authority has is that of energy because resource osmosis everywhere in the world takes a significant amount of energy. I've done so much research. When I became the Minister of Infrastructure, I knew nothing about these things. So YouTube became my best friend. I would oh. spend the nights just going over YouTube, see, looking at reverse osmosis, looking at how you can reduce costs. And everywhere in the world, this had been a significant problem when it comes to reverse osmosis, and that is the cost of energy. So you have to be able to integrate um, renewable energy. Now, you can't put panels on down there and that'll be sufficient. You'll have oh. to do a lot more than just putting that panels on there oh. on the containers that holds the, the trains that um, brings the water out of the ocean. And going to have trains? Yeah, they have, tr- they call them trains. Okay. In the, in the <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so there's a significant, significant investment. And apart from the significant investment, there's so much outstanding debt from, for the water authority. So you have the outstanding debt, then you have to pay the water provider 
a significant. Hold on, hold on, man. I each starting to depress me now, and I don't really get depressed. Let me, let me, let me understand what's going on here, and I'm not being facetious. We have an aged and terrible network infrastructure yeah. underground. Mm-hmm. Beautiful new tanks. Yeah. Wonderful new plant. Mm-hmm. The tanks mm-hmm. are not a problem, you know, the infrastructure. The I understand again, yeah. So we can produce water to fill our tanks. Yes. yes. But if we produce water to fill our tanks, and the pressure, pressure is going to create more leaks mm-hmm. and destroy the network or the pipe further. You got to ease the water out. You got to ease the water So out. let's say you live in so, upstairs in Ray Hill, uh-huh. for example. You can get water up there for a time, but it's going to bust the pipes down there. So then you have to turn the water off to fix the pipes in order to keep the good pressure in the house. Hold on, man. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you can't do this to me today. This is all we do. I used to sit back here and got me this I, one. And you know today that we have to we be have on time. We have to be on time. So. We will be on time. Let me, let me ask another question. So, I heard about this digger trencher mm-hmm. thing or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be mm-hmm. that was supposed to be going about I was brought in to start to fix the infrastructure. The, the, the digger trenchers in Anguilla the only digger trencher in Anguilla that deals with that particular thing is um, Bud's Bay's Bus Trucking. So that's the thing that torn. Yes, that's okay. the thing. He's the only one who has one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, nobody else has one. So, he has two, as a matter of fact. He has a larger one and a smaller one. So if, 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 if we want to fix our infrastructure, and this is what I'm getting mm-hmm. to, what will be needed from the machinery and the component and that will be needed. That'll so be needed. Water would have to contract him or buy one. Yes. yes. And and they have. Mm-hmm. And they have bought one? No, 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 sorry. They have contracted, contracted him, him in the past, past to mm-hmm. to expand our network. Right. Because expanding the network is another way of trying to get more revenue. Yeah. Okay. So there's a, there's a lot of demand for water. But, yeah, it's it not, but there's no ability to expand to meet the demand. So I, I, I got myself. So, so, so one of the things that I've asked the the chairman of the water authority and uh-huh. the board to do is to come up with a business case, right? Uh-huh. A business plan as to how we can remedy the situation. I'm not talking about a quick fix. I'm talking about redoing the entire network across the island uh-huh. because you have to redo the entire network. You know, shortage That's of that. That's fifty million dollars. Yes, fifty million dollars. Well, that was fifty million dollars, and I'll just put this in. That was fifty million dollars. Then. Then you know the cost of steel has gone up, the cost of pipes and materials because of the war in Ukraine just within this past um, year so far. That That may be seventy million dollars now. I don't want to hear that though. But but (laughs) but that that is but but I think it's important for the public to understand that that is the reality Mm -hmm. that is being faced. Right. So not to cut either of you out. Mm -hmm. Because there's no there's no quick well, fix, I'm, I'm, right? In a politician, <laughs> in, a, in a politician, uh, promising to give us twenty four water or twenty four seven water, in a politician promising to come in office and swing a magic wand, is not telling the truth, you know. Especially if it's a politician who's been there before. Uh-huh. If it's um, Kenneth Harrigan, Evan Gums, Curtis Richardson, or Hayden Hughes, and we are saying that we are lying to the people. Because there's no quick fix to water. There needs to be a comprehensive approach to water. There needs to be significant investment in the network. We're producing water. We have the tanks to hold the water. Mm-hmm. We just don't have the infrastructure to deliver the water to the people. Now, apart from that, there are persons who don't want the pipes across their land. And the pipes are um, going, I don't like that person over there, so nope, that pipe can't go over my land to give them water. So these are also some, of the, pro- yeah, these are some of the problems that we le- legitimately face. But it is important, it is important to know... In addition to some <laughs> other issues. That it's, a, it's important to know with all honesty that 
Water is a challenge and it will continue to be a challenge until we can find the funding. And this is something that's why I want the case to be built so that we can go out there and appeal to the funding, whether it's a public-private partnership, because we have the legislative framework to be able to fix it, you know, mm -hmm. because we have the framework for sustainability, the fiscal framework for sustainability and development. Mm -hmm. That f f um, legislation allows us to go into public-private partnerships and what have you. So whatever we decide to do, we need to first have the case, we need to have the, the, the analysis, we need to have the costing of what it will take to fix the network. But once that is done, we can see our way forward, you mm -hmm. know, and this is something that they have been tasked and have been, we'll be working on. But, we but got, like we, I said, like I said, this is no quick fix and this is the reality, this is the truth. We got about two minutes before mm -hmm. we wrap up, so I, I want to ask two questions. Yes, Glennie, but don't turn your head away. I ask you this. Because right now, although you're the co-host of Progress Report, you mm -hmm. are still, you still hold up a, 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 a capacity post mm -hmm. within the water cooperation, right? Mm -hmm. So let me ask a question. Looking back, when we went into whatever relationship with the water provider, mm -hmm. one over the plant, you can't do that. You can't turn your head like that. I will turn my head on that too. <laughs> no, you put it. You can't turn your head. Because I'm asking a serious question now. Why wasn't the relationship uh, one considered with addressing the infrastructure then too? What the pipes on the ground? I, 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 um, I, 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 I asked that man. Yeah, I will, hold the one in here. I will withhold my comments um, as it relates to that particular issue. And, 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 and the reason why. He's crashing his <laughs> The reason why is that there are, there, are, there are things that we have found that should not be discussed at this time. So you're going to answer me either. You know, I, I, uh, for the record, I know nothing about this. I just want to know because I'm you said saying, it all and it just makes I'm sense. Just saying, I'm just saying, in, in, the, in the past, I'm going to just do a Hubert Hughes and just blare it out uh -huh. and deal with the consequences afterwards. But I've learned from his mistakes in his pocket. Just to be careful what you say. Okay. And so, therefore, you I will defer to the Lord um, Minister over here okay. and I will let that sit as comment. Okay, let me ask one more question. <laughs> yes. I made mention on Facebook about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Yes, that was a good idea, actually. I, I, can, I can tell you that uh -huh. it is something that has been explored. It, has, it is something that has been explored. I think that everybody got assistance. Maybe. We know the no, do no, we, we don't, and that is the reality. Yeah, what, the what reality happened, is what that a lot of that, persons don't have. Systems. Yeah, a lot of people don't have systems because what happened? When we, we start building with those we start building systems when the government of Angola said to the general public, "We're going to have water that is reliable, affordable." And 24 hours a day, you don't need to invest that money into a system. Because digging a system is expensive. Yeah, digging. So it is. Yeah, so that is why people stop doing systems for a while. They're going back to them now. But that is what happened. And we oh. take we take cue from government because we will always remember a former chief minister who said, go to the banks, borrow and build. And people did it. And then the banks were left holding the bag with a significant amount of non-performing loans that brought us here. Hey, hey, now, so, hey. so, so what I'm saying is this, right? I have a freaking mind what's up. What I'm saying is that when these things are said, uh -huh. they have ongoing consequences. It was okay. Christina Scott in 2016 mm -hmm. when she said that this banking resolution and the costs um, are fixed to it will impact a generation. Because when, when the government of Angola wanted to borrow money to deal with debt and to deal with the promissory note for Social Security, they had to come up with something that, that, that can show the lending institutions we can repay that debt. Mm -hmm. And that is where GST came about. So once we are committed to GST, then there's no getting away from GST today. Mm -hmm. And that's for another conversation because mm -hmm. it's important to know that a country has obligations mm -hmm. and it didn't matter who was in office, mm -hmm. you know. 
It didn't matter who will come in office, mm -hmm. at least until 24 to 6, that's going to remain. That's when the debt that's when it, Yes, that's when everything is paid for. 24 to 6. You'll be still around. Of course. Of yeah, course. But 24 to 1 for the promissory note for yeah. Social Security and 24 to 6 for the rest of the debt. Okay. Um, and that is provided that we don't expand our debt even further, which we haven't really been doing. I don't see how that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so these, these are obligations. So yes, the GST, but one of the things that we need to understand even with the GST is that prices should not have escalated beyond 4% because the merchants asked for and they got an agreement oh. from government to give them back the 9% that they paid for stock on hand. Yeah. So I if you get back your 9% for paying on stock on hand, then the prices on the stuff that the GST able and taxable should not go up by more than 4%. Yeah. And now there are so many zero-rated items, those prices should actually go down. We see so the receipts coming in. Yeah, we see yeah, some we see, changes we see, happening. We see yeah. 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 Mr. Hughes is preempting our, our show. Oh, yeah, and, and, yeah. and we didn't say this, but we All promised. Right, right. And, and, and one of the things, one, one, one of the things, one of the things that came to the House last week, and um, the Honorable Diane Kendisha just spoke to it in her presentation yesterday, was that we came to the House to remove GST on a number of things, and the opposition, well, not her, but the rest, the other members of the opposition voted no. And if that had succeeded, and that no vote had vote succeeded, today the people of Angola will be paying 13% GST on all the banking services. Because the bank had already put it out, mm -hmm. you know? Um, they would have been paying GST on a number of other items and so forth that mm -hmm. was captured in that, um, that amendment. Sure. And as we move forward, we will continue to go to the parliament to make tweaks and changes to the GSC legislation. Yeah. But I can tell you that if... Um, I, I can if, tell you, though, because I want to stop you right there. <laughs> you ain't going to mess with our live show because you're going into some things that we have to ask about, so i got to stop you right there. <laughs> yes, and, and, and that, that was kind I, of what I, I, was I am, I am not. I'm not a, a champion on GSC. I'm not an expert, but what I did <laughs> do is take the time out to learn as much as possible about mm. it as possible. And that is important for all of us that... We learn, you know, we don't listen to the stuff that is being um, said on certain news media outlets, oh, but oh. We, we just take the time out to understand it, to learn it. We don't take the time out to understand it, to learn it, then we can really ask a question and we can press for change, uh -huh. you know, yeah. real meaningful change. And that, that is where we need to do it. We just need to learn the facts and just the facts. All right. And, and, and to verify, and because to verify. I, I think, uh, just to piggyback as we wrap up, mm -hmm. one of the things that is very important to me in anything that I personally put mm -hmm. out there is that I verify any statements mm -hmm. and that any statements that I make can be verified. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think for persons just in general, no matter who is telling you, no matter mm -hmm. where you're getting it from, yes. To be able to verify that that information is factual. I, 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 I want to say this before we close, um, and I've said this before in being called a liar, right? I've been called a liar in particular by the owner of the, the store in the quarter. Um, in 2020, the former administration granted concessions for a number of items for, for during the COVID time for the grocers and the mm. you know the retailers to import, including pharmacies and the like. And when we came to office, we extended that, but we also had a study to, to done to see if they had stuck to the promise of 5% markup. In some instances, items were marked up 400%. I've said that in Parliament. I've said that consistently. I've been told that I'm a liar because I have not produced the document in public to name and shame, right? And I don't believe I need to name and shame because a lot of people in Angola knew 
that those prices went up significantly because people was posting their, price, their prices and stuff on social media. So they know who they were. Mm-hmm. And we know who they were. We don't need to name and shame, but we can't prosecute either mm-hmm. because we did not have the legislative framework in order to prosecute persons who had do, done that sort of gouging. And that is where the consumer protection legislation is going to come. Yeah. So now that um, the Honorable Premier, he has taken over that um, to champion that and to move forward with that, okay. so the consumer protection legislation and press control is yeah. gonna is gonna come into being. Yeah, I have I have so, some updates on that. Yeah. Oh, so that's and, what's and, happening. And you know that is something that I've that is important. Yeah. So this is important, so that when we look at the prices now and we see that persons are being charged in the nine percent that they paid before that they're getting back mm-hmm. plus thirteen percent. We know that we have the ability to go after. So, 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 Mr. Hughes is Mr. Hughes is preempting all. Oh, Hughes is preempting all. We ain't going there. This has been another great episode of Progress Report. We're gonna cut this one right here because we've continued talking. We're getting to some things that we don't. <laughs> we're getting the infrastructure. <laughs> we're getting the. <laughs> but this has been another episode of Progress Report. A really great one. Thank you for your time, thank Mr. You. Hughes. Uh, my co-host Glenniva, thank you for. Um, towing that line between your role at, at, at Water and our co-host here. I actually have very, very serious questions because here's the thing. We can talk to we can say all we want about water from um, the water corporation not attracting GST, but if the people can't get the water, then it doesn't benefit them yeah, nothing. Yeah. And that's a big problem for me. So I'm going to say this. For the farmers, them, allow them to bring in some of those big black tanks, let them buy water from the water corporation cheaper, Let's do something because food security. So we touch on these things. You're not gonna say anything. <laughs> I say I have in the last piece here. I I still want to see some movement on those things with water. You guys didn't want to tell me why the infrastructure wasn't fixed with the plant being done and this investment. I I I just want to know where why we why we're here. So I won't put that on the schedule. Okay, we will yeah. put it on the schedule. We have to talk about that. <laughs> and, maybe, and maybe you should get the, la- the last four ministers of infrastructure here in the studio together. Honorable Kenneth Harrigan, the Honorable um, Curtis Richardson, the Honorable Evan Gums, and I to discuss water. Oh, you're going to you, need a bigger space. <laughs> <laughs> we might need some padding <laughs> and some yeah. gloves. So, but I don't think it'll come there. But we have, we have to have an honest conversation. Yeah, have I think one of the things that the, that the public is looking for is, and, and I get a lot, thanks again for the feedback, the constructive criticism about, about the show. Um, everybody, everybody that I'm hearing from have told us how we can improve. We're going to be making those improvements with our producer, Mr. Carvel Levrock Fleming. Uh, that's the producer of the show. We're going to we're going to action and champion some things. But everybody is saying that they like the conversation feel, they like the content that we're covering, things that they didn't know. And you want an educated public. Right. An educated public is going to bring about the best results for everyone. Absolutely. So on that note. On yes. that note, we're going to schedule something. Yes. And, and uh, I, yeah. I, I ain't going to say anything else. Okay, good. And so that has been another episode of Progress Report. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you. <laughs>